In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The musical trio Bert Bacharach, Hal David, and Dionne Warwick were on to something in 1965 when they told the world what was missing. Through the lyrics of a song, Dionne Warwick told the world it needed love, sweet love, and that it was needed now. She sang, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. And although the song was a hit back in those days, and that was 57 years ago, the world's most pressing need is still in great demand. The world still needs love. Recognizing this worldwide deficit, another group of songwriters introduced a different approach. They felt if they could get people to touch each other, maybe then people would begin to care about one another and love one another. So Nicholas Ashford and Valerie Simpson wrote the lyrics, and Diana Ross encouraged people to reach out and touch somebody's hand. <clears throat> the lyrics encouraged people to get involved, to encourage each other to help, to be kind and generous to others, because if they would do those things, it was very possible their actions would change things and help make the world a better place. So we were encouraged to reach out and touch somebody's hand, make this world a better place, if you can. You can probably think of other songs that were written over the years that inspired us to move beyond ourselves in order to sincerely care about someone else. And although many songwriters felt their music could possibly help bring about love and peace in the world, and yes, the lyrics of those songs stirred our, stirred our hearts, but the ability to love the way we are commanded in today's gospel doesn't come from words of pop music songs that tickle our ears and make us feel good for a while. The ability to love as Jesus commands in the gospel is much deeper than that. In our gospel reading, Jesus says, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. We're seeing examples of that kind of love as we watch how people are reaching across thousands of miles to extend help to Ukrainians trying to escape the evils of war. And there are acts of kindness seen around this city and the world of how people are helping others in need. Those are acts of love. But 
as long as there are scammers taking advantage of people, violence in our cities, and police shootings of unarmed black men, then there is still a lot of work to be done about learning how to love one another. But that's not always easy to do now, is it? To love, I mean. Yes, it's easy to like and even feel a sense of love toward people who are friendly and kind. It's easy to feel an attraction toward people who meet our standards, whatever those standards may be. But what about those people who are different? Maybe their skin color is not the same as yours. Their gender is different, or they speak a different language. The list of possible differences is extensive. And what about those people who are simply hard to get along with? And let's not forget, some people are just downright mean and grumpy. I give you a new commandment that you love one another, but that's not always easy to do, is it? So why would Jesus command us to do something that seems nearly impossible to do? He explains his, his position saying, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Jesus provides a clear model of the love he requires. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. If you want to understand Christian love, we have only to look at Jesus' life and actions. The foot washing Jesus engaged in provides a model of humble service that Jesus expects his disciples to give to others. The foot washing, the washing of feet, was a menial act of hospitality in the Old Testament. It was often performed for guests by the servant or the wife of the host. As we heard in the Gospel of John, Jesus washed the feet of the disciples at the Last Supper. He urged the disciples to follow his example of generous and humble service by washing one another's feet as Jesus, their Lord and teacher, had washed their feet, an expression of his teaching that whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. The foot washing also expressed Jesus' new commandment for his disciples to love one another as he had loved them. John put it this way, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. So when Jesus tells us to love one another, he's telling us to make sacrifices for each other. He wants us to take care of and support each other, even at great cost to ourselves. He wants us to act with love toward others even when we don't feel like it. Love for us is a feeling, but for Jesus, it's an action, not a feeling. 
where we may not be able to feel affection for other people, we can act in kind and loving ways toward them. When the focus is on loving actions and not on the feelings of affection, then it becomes possible to follow Jesus' command to love one another. Understandably, it might be impossible to feel affection for some people, but it is not impossible to act on their behalf. It is not impossible to help someone in the time of need. Our love in action is a gift of Christ who loves us, demonstrated for us how love behaves and makes us a new creation, born again in his image and given the ability to love with his kind of love. Only then are we able to fulfill this commandment when it is no longer I who lived, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The following story is a very good illustration of the lesson Jesus wants us to understand and follow. Albert de Bartolomeo was a reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. He had gone to a Catholic school as a child and many years later wrote an article in which he talked about one of the nuns there. He said her name was Bulldog and described her as a seraphetic Frankenstein monster. Wow, that's tough talk. That's mean and angry talk. After the article hit the streets, De Bartolomeo received a phone call from a nun, Sister Maria. You can probably imagine how that conversation went. An angry nun shouting at De Bartolomeo and demanding a public apology. But that isn't how the conversation went at all. Sister Maria did say, you've done a big disservice to sisters but she said it in a kindly voice. There was no shouting, no recrimination, no demands for retraction, just a simple statement, a statement of fact. You've done a big disservice to sisters, spoken in a soft and kindly voice. The Bartolomeo felt a bit guilty when he finished their conversation and he hung up his phone. He assumed that was the end of it, but that wasn't the end at all. Sister Maria began to send him notes. When his stepfather became ill, she sent a note assuring him that he was in her prayers. When his stepfather died, she sent a pamphlet entitled Dealing with Grief. De Bartolomeo was grieving. He was heartbroken at the death of his stepfather. Finally, he reached out to the one person who had shown real concern. He wrote a long letter to Sister Maria, pouring out his heart. She responded compassionately, telling of her own struggles and inviting him to visit, saying, 
it would be so good to meet and really cement this friendship that I think was a gift from God. She sent him a rosary that she used in the hospital while recovering from heart, a heart condition. Finally, after more than a year, the Bartolomeo met Sister Maria at a Catholic retreat house on the Jersey Shore. As they sat by the sea, he gave her a present, a beautiful handmade wooden box filled with postage stamps. But he said, what Sister Maria gave me that day was a moment of insight, a gift far greater than the wooden box I had given her. Even after Sister Maria had to go into a nursing home, they continued to correspond. De Bartolomeo said, like sunshine and salt breezes on a summer's day by the sea, her words still nourish my soul. Sister Maria obeyed Christ's commandment, love one another. Christ had said, just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. Sister Maria did that, and the Bartolomeo caught a glimpse of Christ. No preaching or logic could have drawn him to that retreat center, but the kind words of an elderly woman broke through his locked door of his heart. Yes, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. Jesus said, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Then he said, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. <laughs>